You ready? I'm Lisa. And I'm Kelly. And this is Bad at Boundaries, the podcast where we share personal stories about setting boundaries, healing, and growing into the people we want to be. Get ready to laugh, sigh, and draw the line with us. Super easy first take. Okay, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Hold on. If you were born in the 90s like we are, you will recognize that as Sharpay's iconic warm-up from High School Musical. The hold that movie had on me for mm-hmm. literally most of my, like, teenage years. Like, when did that movie come out? 2006? Actually, I, I'm not even going to ask you. I know it came out in 2006. And I was obsessed with it until, like, pretty much I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. You have all seen my Zac Efron bedroom. <laughs> That movie was a spiritual and sexual awakening for me. Ooh. I know, I know. It was first Zac Efron, and then I recently rewatched it, and for the first time, I was like, Daddy Bolton, hello. Oh. <laughs> I know. Okay, people have been doing that with um, Twilight, too. With Charlie Swan. Ooh, yeah. I know. I, I was watching that with our friends Holly and Tyler. We were doing, like, a double date where we watch really bad shows, and the hold Charlie Swan had on me and Holly for, like, all the movies. That's like, incredible. Like, he's hot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I think part of it is, like, we're at a different age than when we first experienced these movies. Yes. So, like, realistically, he's a more, uh, what am I looking for? More appropriate yes. crush at this age anyways. Yes, absolutely. But I was, um, so, like, I read The Summer I Turned Pretty books years mm-hmm. ago when I would have been a similar age to Belly. Oh, yeah. And watching the show now is <laughs> so interesting because at the, like, in that moment when I was in high school, Belly was in high school. Right. And I think also just the fact that we had to wait so long mm-hmm. for the series just means, like, any feelings, original feelings you had towards these characters. Like, just <laughs> it's feel, weird now. <laughs> even though they're, like, in real life much older than yeah. the age they're playing, mm-hmm. at least by a good couple of years. Like, it still feels interesting. I mean, okay, I'm so sorry. I never read the books. Mm-hmm. I watched about 10 minutes of the show, and I was just like, I can't get into this. They're all too young. Like, I can't do it. You need the nostalgia factor for I things so. like that. Like Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now, like, even... I, I know the actors on Riverdale are, like, close to my age, but the fact that they're still playing high schoolers, I'm just like, this feels <laughs> dirty and wrong in a way it didn't used to. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> okay, on the note of... Uh, finding your groove mm. and things that age well and stand the test of time. <laughs> we wanted today to talk about roommates. And not just like friend roommates, like people you live with, but mm-hmm. also the roommate phase of relationships. And like, honestly, I'm glad we're talking about this. So it's it's actually hilarious that we're talking about this today because you know what came up on my TikTok feed this morning? I follow this therapist. I can't remember her account. When have I ever remembered an account name on the show? And she just goes on um, TikTok and says, this is what millennials are talking about right now in therapy. Like I had a week full of millennial clients. Here's the issues that everybody's talking about. And one of the issues she brought up today is entering the roommate phase with your partner and how weird it is to go from like the whole dating and like living separately experience to suddenly like coexisting in the same space and everybody freaks out when the roommate phase comes up because all of a sudden it's like the spark is gone from your relationship 
it's constantly like, who who made this mess in the kitchen and why aren't we both cleaning it up? Like, why is the toilet seat in this position? Yes. And all of a sudden we haven't had sex in a month because I'm just so annoyed by you <laughs> in my it's, space. It's so funny because like <laughs> I'm, I'm on book talk mm-hmm. and two of the most common tropes mm-hmm. are like roommates, like friends to lovers, mm-hmm. but then also like they were traveling for some reason. They get to a hotel and there's there only, only one bed. bed. <laughs> yeah, that happens all the time. Oh, my God. Because there is like this law of proximity. I yeah. think we've talked about that in season one. But mm. like if there's someone on your bus route, like you're going to find them more yes. and more attractive over time yes. as their face becomes familiar. And so like I had like the opposite of the relationship roommate phase where the summer I spent living at camp, everyone that we worked with, Mm. like for those four months, because there were very few options, just became like better and better looking. (laughs) And in my case, like there was someone there who I'd been a camper with before as well. Yeah. So and like the first summer, like there was nothing there. (laughs) Keep in mind, nothing ever happened here. Oh my God. But like you kind of like build up that potential in your mind the more you see someone and the more you get to know them because I think getting to know someone passively is very interesting Mm -hmm. but when you've gotten to know someone romantically first and now you're learning like kind of the more like passive like Mm -hmm. habitual side to them it can be very different are you on beige flag tiktok oh I used to be I haven't been on there in a while it's a terrible trend because (laughs) like (laughs) beige flags don't exist no. Like, it's not a beige flag. It's just a thing you're, this person does. Yeah. Well, okay, so, like, what's an example of a beige flag that people are talking about? Yeah, so, like, an example of a beige flag would be, like, my boyfriend can't go on a walk with me without petting every dog we see, <laughs> which is, like, great most of the time because then you get to pet the dogs, but that's including when they're in a rush to get somewhere or yes. late. Yes. I feel like the beige flag is just, like, when the mask comes off and you realize your partner or your friend or, like, whoever it is you're with is, like, just a human being like you. With quirks. And not, not like, unfailingly perfect and unfailingly unannoying, like, mm-hmm. all the time. Like, I feel like so many people, when they decide to, like, live with a friend or, you know, take the next step and, like, live with a, a boyfriend, partner, whatever, I feel like everyone expects that your relationship is going to stay exactly the same when, like, universally the second you live together like that whole part is gone Mm -hmm. like that that part of your life is done you're in fully new territory and the hilarious thing about the beige flag trend though Mm -hmm. is that people usually post about it to show how quirky their partner is yeah and then you go to the comments and everyone's like oh my god mine does that too (laughs) and it just (laughs) shows like the universal human experience and then it also just shows that like the spectrum of normal is Mm -hmm. like a massive ocean oh it 100 percent is and like i'm trying to think of like what possible anecdote i want to tell here but but before like all of them (laughs) all of them i mean when have we ever aimed for short on this podcast (laughs) i mean like john and i used to play like house before Mm -hmm. we like actually moved in together like there was a point in time where I think yeah we both started dating when we were living at our parents house and I remember like getting so excited for like one of our parents to go out of town and it's like oh my god I get to have my boyfriend over for the whole weekend so like you know I remember like cleaning the whole house making it really nice the amount of effort I went 
to like make sure my bedroom was perfect and like planning out my pajamas beforehand and like making sure that like, you know, I knew exactly what we we're going to have for dinner. And then like the anticipation of that. And then like our lives now, it's like <laughs> last night I slept in his old LA Clippers t-shirt with Which probably goes to your knees, goes to my knees. It's like the rattiest freaking thing. Now I'm in the phase of life where I aggressively night cream my face. <laughs> and then I also seal it with like a whole whack of Vaseline too. So I'm just like a glazed donut <laughs> and I do like overnight curls. So my hair is always wrapped around some fucking thing and like tied to my head, like a grandma and I sleep with like a massive eye mask that I put in the freezer before I go to bed too so I look like an alien (laughs) and I'm like I said to him actually I think I said this to him last night I was like remember you know like that really cute girl in the silk pjs from like our first night like away together like do you ever miss her and he was like Eh, this is better. It's like Aww. ten out of ten. You passed Green the test. Flag. But also, like shit, like that, and knowing how not to fall into, like, for lack of a better word, like the man trap of like saying dumb shit like that, trying to see if he'll pass your test, like. That comes with, like, experience from living together already now. Mm -hmm. And you know how we moved in together, too. I think Mm -hmm. everybody on the podcast knows. I'm actually kind of shocked we're still together, (laughs) like, to be honest. I don't really know very many other couples who moved in together a week before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And we're fine. And I remember panicking so hard when the roommate phase kicked in. And it's like, oh, shit, did I make... A really big mistake, and now I can't go anywhere else. I actually think, yeah, like, the pandemic was almost, like, a clean-out of all the couples that weren't been to be because when you were had that much time together mm-hmm. everyone was all either like oh like it's so nice we finally have all this quality yes. time we don't have to juggle other relationships in our lives mm-hmm. or people were like oh my god we we don't know what to do like yeah. usually we yeah, have so many distractions around mm-hmm. like we what do we do with just each other well and I think the people who made it through were the people who not only had like the strongest relationships before the pandemic like hit but it was also the people who were able to be like realistic about their expectations for living together and also have really good boundaries between Mm -hmm. each other and like I don't know like I think John and I have always had really good boundaries and really good communication skills frankly because like he's really good at doing that and I've been learning from the master the last little bit but like during the pandemic I think we made it two weeks of like basically sitting on the couch and staring at each other before we were both like okay we we need some alone time we need a little bit of space we came up with this whole thing called like alone zones where it was literally <laughs> like he had the whole basement and I had like the most beautiful brightest spare bedroom upstairs and it was like I used to just tell him like I'm not feeling it today I don't feel good. I need you to turn off the news and I need you to bring me a cup of tea every hour. Like other than that, like don't talk to me. And it worked. But like, I don't know very many other people who would have been chill having that conversation Mm -hmm. with their partner, to be honest. Yeah. And I think like being able to advocate for quiet time is so important. Yeah. Like at summer camp, we called it lone wolf time. Yeah. And then in high school, I had a friend who would, she would just announce that she needed a serious five. There was, <laughs> I I, there was one time uh, she and I and my sister went to Mexico yeah. together after our first year of university. Mm-hmm. 
And we had not meant to go out our last night. We were going to behave, and then we did. Uh, so we were <laughs> on the shuttle bus. Just We held it together, but like we, we weren't aggressively hungover, but we were very sleep-deprived. It was a bumpy bus. Oh, God. Like we were just, oh, so God. we get to the airport. We, we go through security, and my friend just goes, I need a serious five to get through this this five-hour flight we had coming up. So she disappears. She takes her time. Like, we're holding down the fort at the gate. And she comes back with Starbucks and had just picked her three favorite drinks so that – and she was like, everyone just take what feels right and – we just drank those silently, oh. and it was, like, rejuvenating. Mm-hmm. But, like, if we had tried to, like, push through and, like, mm-hmm. fake that we were having an okay time, like, we would have been miserable. We would have all just, like, slept through that flight, like, grumpily put our headphones in and not spoken to each other. Oh, my God. But sometimes proactively taking that quiet time is key. I just think, like, you need to be aware that when you live with somebody, you're going to spend a lot of time together. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the reality of it. And you're going to be negotiating, running, like, doing chores, running a household, like, taking care of business, organizing bills together. And, like, I don't know how people, like, there are some couples I know who within, all within six months of, like, meeting, they had, like, moved in together, like, bought a house and got married. And it was, like, super crazy fast to me. And I then never. I I know. I'm just, like, first of all. I can't even make it in a relationship <laughs> more than six months, first of all. I can't even decide, like, what to eat for dinner most of the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm also, like, I'm. I'm pretty good at relationships. Like, I, I kind of do the long-term thing. That's my style. But I still am, like, how do you fully know somebody well enough to, like, be okay with, like, sharing space with them that much, owning property together, like, doing that also, like, bang, bang, bang fast? You're either really good and you're talking a ton and your communication skills are a 10 or you're not doing any of that. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. You either know everything or you have no clue what you're getting yourselves exactly. into. Exactly. And, like, I, I hate to say it, but I have seen lots of people get divorced, like, mm-hmm. strictly because they had no idea that by living together, like, what living together actually meant. I have had some interesting roommate scenarios. <gasps> oh, tell me. Tell me yours. I'll tell you One mine. One of them, I think I've mentioned it, but <laughs> I did not know how to pick a roommate the first mm-hmm. time I moved out. It was someone I worked with. And I realized in hindsight, mm. every time we hung out, it was going out with a group of coworkers in a very social, high-energy setting. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, so we, like, didn't have a rental agreement. Like, mm. she had just bought a townhouse and then wanted a roommate to, like, keep right. things, like, stable. Mm. Thank God we did not sign a rental agreement. <laughs> so I move in the first couple weeks great we're Mm -hmm. having the best time we're having wine night we I think what helped is like we had different eating habits Mm -hmm. so she was vegetarian and I wasn't yeah so like Mm -hmm. lots of stuff we could overlap on or like just cook on the side and like I don't eat a lot of meat like breakfast no no usually anyways so like breakfast foods were easy and she still ate like eggs sometimes Oh, okay. Funky. Nice. Wait, you can, do, you can do that when you're vegetarian. You can totally eat eggs when you're vegetarian. Yeah, she wasn't it's vegan. vegan. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, should I call my one vegan friend? <laughs> yeah, but it was the 
cleaning expectations that broke us. Oh, my God. And I'm not talking regular house chores. Mm. I'm talking this roommate had two rabbits Mm. when I moved in. Oh, my God. And six rabbits (gasps) and a large dog when I moved out. Shut up. Ten weeks later. Whoa. It was a foster failure situation. How many foster failures? Um, So she had two to start with. And then one of her bunnies, like passed away of old age which was very sad uh, yes absolutely so she tragic. fostered five babies and we were getting up at 6 a.m to f- bottle feed oh, these whoa, 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 whoa. you were in on this you were, were involved cu- they were cute i did not sign up to be involved like i Golly. had specifically said like this might not work well like you're <laughs> the you're, this is your responsibility oh my god yeah but they all stayed. I can't believe that. They had their own bedroom. So the other bedroom that you could have been using to, like, rent out for another roommate was just full of rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the layout was, like, upstairs was two bedrooms and a Jack and Jill bathroom. Okay. So I don't think she wanted that anyways. I actually Fair. had the best bedroom in the house because it was actually, like, the basement den. Yeah. So it was, like, an, a double-sized bedroom mm-hmm. with my own bathroom, and the laundry, and that was all that was downstairs. Wow. So, um, and the door to the basement was right at the front door. So if I was, like, tired from a long day or coming home late, I could just let myself in that front door, duck down the stairs, and be, like, home free. Like, didn't have to socialize. Nice. So we had good, like, separation of space. So in that way, like, this worked out great. Mm Mm-hmm. What didn't work out was, like, one, she owned the house. So that just changes the dynamic to begin with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then the animals were a big part of the house. Mm. And that was not, again, something I didn't have control over. Fair. And then, so, like, my rule with, like, wet chores. So, like. (laughs) Wet chores. Like, like dishes. (laughs) Like, uh, all of that is, like. 24 hours. Yeah, like, <laughs> like oh, it can you're, sit for that long. Yeah, if okay. you're putting, like, a bowl in the sink, mm-hmm. that's fine. But, like, deal with it in 24 hours. Yeah. I came home from – I usually eat dinner with my parents on Sundays. I came Aww. home from dinner Sunday night, Yeah. left for a work trip Monday morning. The same dishes were there Ew. Friday afternoon. <laughs> Ew, are you a full – almost a full week? Yeah, and this was after Ooh. the bunnies had come in. And to be fair, like, she had put herself in a high amount of stress very quickly, like, (laughs) moved into a house, like, tripled her animal load. She also had a six-month-old puppy. How is this woman doing that? Oh, my God. She wasn't. She was just a single mother. She wasn't walking her dog. Oh. Um, So... There was... <laughs> Were you walking hopefully, the dog? <laughs> hopefully she's not listening to this. She said the dog had leash anxiety. My mom and my sister, like, I gave them my keys one day, and they went and walked the dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, totally like, fine. While both of us were at work, no issues. Yeah, I think. But <laughs> to be fair, in my dog sitting experience, if something traumatic yeah. happened with the two of them, like, mm. that takes a long time to figure out. Right. But often when I'm dog sitting and walking dogs, that the owners will tell me they're quirky on leash. Mm. And they're not because I'm not anxious because we don't have yeah. that shared trauma. You Yeah, you don't have the, like, anxiety that they're picking up on mm-hmm. and reacting to. Yeah, like, long story short, we had terrible communication skills with each other yeah um partly because like this was her her house so it was Mm -hmm. her space so I wasn't 
like, brought in on any decisions. Mm -hmm. So everything was a surprise. Mm -hmm. Like, her, they did not last, but, like, her Tinder relationship of two weeks, like, had a key to our house. Whoa. And she told me, like, I found (laughs) out because he, like, let himself in. Excuse me. Like, she was home, like, on the couch with me. But two weeks. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's a whole other story. Like, you don't even... That's, like, not even long enough for a crack in somebody's mask to, like, come off. No. You're kidding. They broke up two weeks later, and Mm. he texted her picture. She asked for the key back so they could talk, and he texted her a picture of the key snapped in half. (laughs) Okay, weirdo. Also, how did you do that? I don't know. What the fuck? He was very motivated, I guess, to He was very motivated. Yeah, and, like, we were young. We were early 20s. We were immature. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what kind of conversations we should have had leading in. Yeah. But I was just really lucky that, like, my parents were willing to come bail me out. Mm -hmm. I was still in the same city. Yeah. Yeah, so we just got out of there. She definitely illegally threw away all my mail until the mail forwarding kicked in. Oh, my God. I hadn't changed my address on a lot of things yet. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Or no, I didn't change my address to her house. Oh, Like, I hadn't even lived there long enough. So by the time I was, like, about to, like, would have normally changed the address. Like, because I wasn't even there for 90 days. Yeah, and you said you made it 10 weeks before you were like, what the fuck? You probably weren't even really settled yet. Well, and I didn't have a lot because I would just moved a bedroom worth of furniture over Mm. from my parents' house. Right. So, like, my friend with a trailer came and we did it all in one trip. Right. But I was... Like, packing bins mm. and dumping them back in my parents' house before mm. I even told her I was moving out. Oh, because I was just figuring out <laughs> how to say it. And, like, she was going through a lot. Yeah. But the way that she was handling it was not, like, I could not live with it because I was enabling bad behaviors. You know what? There are two types of people who, when they're going through something, they either get bangs or they adopt like an animal or a bunch of animals and I can say that as somebody who's done both yeah (laughs) I know like I can recognize a hot mess when I see it and it it sounds like that's where she was I can't believe you only made 10 weeks that's yeah my coping strategy is booking a plane ticket and I felt like a bit of an asshole not for the situation but because I took her to small claims court to get my damage deposit (gasps) back this is the girl you took to small claims court (laughs) But the next person that lived with her only lasted four months. Whoa. So after I found that out, so, like, her new roommate ended up reaching out to me. And I'd met her, like, once or twice, but I didn't know her very well. How bad were things that, like, the roommate comes to you and has, like, the roommate platonic roommate equivalent of I'm coming to you as a woman like conversation especially because like in terms of like the space and the layout of this little townhouse like it was an end unit the bedroom basement was massive like it wasn't Mm -hmm. it was a little overpriced for the location but like for the space and your own bathroom and like Mm -hmm. the laundry like masked the scent of the rabbits from upstairs that's so fucked that's the most fucked up thing I've ever heard the common areas weren't like tolerable Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, and just, like, she said she had the exact same communication issues where she would try to bring something up, Mm. and the homeowner would cry and be like, it's my house, it's my rules. So, realistically, (laughs) I just should have assessed things better before even getting myself into that situation, but... Well, it's also, like, if somebody can't have 
an honest discussion about boundaries without crying like that Mm -hmm. to me is something that like I don't like that and like I'm also a person where like if I'm like remotely emotionally involved in what we're talking about I'm gonna cry I think I've cried twice on this podcast it is no secret I'm a crier Mm -hmm. but like when you're talking about boundaries like you have to be able to like not get personally offended by what the other person is saying and just be like listen it's it's not like an attack against me it's because we're in the shared the shared space and we're both in it like we have to Mm -hmm. learn how to communicate with each other like yeah I will say okay I've only done the roommate thing once and I would never again if you are ever thinking of entering a situation where your roommates are randomly assigned to you (laughs) and you don't meet them before you have to live with them in the middle of pardon my French mom but fuck nowhere in the mountains with no cell phone service. That's what I did at summer camp. <laughs> this is what I did when I moved to the mountains. And, like, it was just so painful. The whole, like, the whole time I lived there. Like, okay, so originally, so there's, like, how, how they staff, like, the Alberta park system and any park system. This is true almost around the world. Is they have, like, lodgings associated with whatever, like, area of the hospitality industry you're working in so like for some people it's hotels so they have like kind of like a bunker outside the hotel of like all these cabins and uh where I was working I was lucky enough that it wasn't shared lodgings with the entire company so there weren't like 300 people stacked in bunk beds in my room Mm. I was really lucky in that um for where I was working there were about like six cabins just in the middle of the woods and each cabin was capable of sleeping up to two four six people in it okay but we were really lucky we all got our own rooms we all had our own spaces and like the cabins were kind of set up like just like line trailers so it was like front door hallway all the way down the middle and like rooms on either side and like back door at the very back and like when I walked into it like originally they had me staying with like a couple of dudes so it was going to be me and like two guys I didn't know and I immediately was just like no I'm not doing that I was very deep in my true crime era and I was just like I've listened to so many bad stories that start in this situation no I'm I'm just gonna cut that out of the equation See, because I have a friend who will only live with boys now. I wish I had stayed with the two guides, especially after I had, like, gotten to know them. My experience would have been so much more, like, pleasant and non-stressful. That being said, though, you also don't know how they're Mm -hmm. going to be about, like romantic boundaries specifically Mm -hmm. like the lack of romance yes that's that's kind of what I was like very concerned about and also I was just like (laughs) I was very deep in a I'm newly single and I'm gonna give this the old college try (laughs) I was just (laughs) like if the temptation is there I will do it so I have to like not be involved in that so I had twofold but like okay so I was like moved into another cabin with these two girls who were both like significantly younger than me I think one was 21 and one was only 19 years old and at the time I was I just turned 23 mm-hmm. and like I got along with this is weird I always get along really well with like the 18 19 year olds I think it says something very unflattering about my personal maturity nope but like, I do too. <laughs> but like I met this girl she was like this super cute girl from like out in like Ottawa area And, like, instantly, like, she was a bit of a party girl, but I was, like, I can handle you because I was you at one point. Like, I can deal with you. But this other girl and I, like, 
from the second I met her, I was just like, this is going to be a freaking problem. Like, literally, we were opposites from our looks to our personalities to like everything about us like I'm short she was super fucking tall I have long blonde hair she had really short curly black hair um she was like very very quiet clearly that's not me at all (laughs) in any sense and like we just like from day one I was like hey like I'm Lisa it's super nice to see you like I'm really glad we're like rooming together and I was very like I was like I'm gonna be like the older sister around here like it's gonna be good and I was like yeah like I have some food I have some like beers I was actually smart I brought beer with me before going to the middle of nowhere because I was like I don't know when the next time I'm gonna get alcohol is gonna be so I brought like a ton that night we had like a party to like introduce everybody and she drank all my beer like night one I brought like a 24 pack I don't understand I'm sure it wasn't just her yeah, but I was like, guys. For, for any of our non-Canadian <laughs> listeners, mm. we call that a two-four. Yeah, a two-four, a two-four. Um, yeah, and so like night one, I was like, huh. I only told like one person or like two people to drink all my booze, and now it's all gone. And like the rest of the summer, it would just be like little things like that where I would give them like an inch, and they would take a mile. Like one day. I can't remember who it was, but one of them was just like, oh, I'm out of this, like, one makeup product. I think it was blush. And I, like, at the time, I was just entering my, like, beauty, exiting my beauty blogger era. So I had, like, an insane amount of product to, like, bring basically camping. So (laughs) I was like, yeah, like, help yourself to whatever. Like, I don't use half of these, so, like, you're safe to use these. Like, you can even take one. Uh, I go into the bathroom the next time. My makeup bag is just open. And all the products have, like, clearly been used. Like, all my brushes are dirty. Like, nothing's cleaned up after. I was just like, okay. And, like, not the ones you told her to use. Yeah. The day-to-day favorites. The, like, this is my favorite eyeliner, and I can tell it's been in someone else's eye. And, like, I can't just go and replace that. (laughs) Like, and it was just a lot of, like, eating my food or, like, coming into my room and, like, taking a particular piece of clothing out of my suitcase or, like, out of my set of drawers or whatever. And then next time we go out, you're wearing it in front of me. I was just, like, I feel like I truly am getting the big sister experience. Okay, Except when your siblings do that, yeah. like, you don't hate them for it. No. Like, there's just this like, simmering <laughs> rage when roommates do things that does not exist with siblings. Well, because it's just like, it's just like, hey, that's my shit. Like, we aren't related. Like, mm-hmm. I don't owe you anything or I have no guarantee you're going to get me back for this. Like, what are you doing? And like... Yeah. Okay. I did this thing too. On Sundays, I would cook a really big meal because I like, I had a little bit of money from like graduating university and I knew I, a lot of people there were still in school. So I was like, I'm going to cook a really big, really healthy meal on Sundays and just like basically tell everybody it's a potluck and like bring what you can, even if what you can bring is just like beer or whatever. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. really care. And it would be like the same girl. And like, it started being the other roommate too, just like, basically wandering in and like helping themselves to what I was cooking all the time not just on Sundays and then whenever Mm -hmm. I would be like hey like leave me a little bit of that because that's my lunch for tomorrow it was kind of the like oh come on like you can make more of this like what what's the big deal like it was just really stupid and I like things kind of got really bad towards the end of the summer so my bedroom was right next to the kitchen Mm -hmm. and like we're in the middle of nowhere like there's mud there's dirt there's whatever and it had just rained 
And everybody used to party in our cabin, mostly because, like, I was always cooking something, basically. <laughs> and uh, they You would, were the camp mom. I was the camp mom. It was a ton of fun. Actually, technically, I was the camp MILF. <laughs> 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 like I, I got a lot of miles that summer, let's say. <laughs> let's say that. But, like, okay, so people come in to, like, the front door, and we're Canadian. People take their shoes off when they go inside. It's basic rules of being sanitary. Half the time we take our shoes off in this podcast booth. Oh, yeah. I'm actually shocked I'm still wearing some right now. Yeah. Um, so I was like, take your shoes off by the front door, then go into the kitchen. But people would, like, wear their muddy-ass shoes, and they would, like, walk all the way around our kitchen and get mud everywhere. Or they would be waiting to go into the kitchen to, like, get beer or whatever, and they would stand right outside my door in their muddy shoes. So when I got up the next morning, and, like, you know, you get up, you go and get a cup of coffee, I would basically immediately step in, like, dried-up dirt every single morning and I like kept telling the other girls I was like guys it's it's our cabin we need to like be pretty like strict with people and just tell them to take their shoes off and they're like what's the big deal blah 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 I was like I don't okay we all paid a damage deposit on this place are you guys stupid I want to get that money back and we aren't going to get it back because we have no way of getting (laughs) mud out of the carpeted floor in the hallway (laughs) like are you guys fucking stupid and they just Okay, basically, I they called me a bitch, and that was the end of that. And I ended up putting, like, a huge passive-aggressive sign outside my door <laughs> that basically said, take your fucking shoes off in our home. Like, mm-hmm. do it. And it was, like, from that point on, we just didn't really talk from the end of the summer. I was like, I'm not cleaning up the mud anymore. Like, I do not yep. care. And as a result, like, our cabin just... It was disgusting by the end of summer. Because sometimes with roommates, you think that if you just, like, Mm. if they've made a mess. Yeah. Like, maybe in the beginning you clean up after them a couple of times because you're you're on your best behavior. Obviously, they're not. Yeah. And then it just, like, never happens. Yeah. So, and if you can't talk about those expectations. No. Like, there, I feel like there's no salvaging those relationships. Well, it's like you, we were saying before. If you're, like, if you are so victimized by the conversation that you can't have it without crying, or mm-hmm. you're like me and my roommate situation, there's no way to have the conversation without, like, name calling. Like, you guys have to recognize maybe you're not supposed to live together. Because, like, mm-hmm. if you can't communicate boundaries in a way that just you uses facts that asserts your needs assert and expresses your feelings as well but without like getting very emotionally heated about it like if you can't do that Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be you aren't mature enough to live with somebody basically and like I say all this I had this whole debacle with like getting tired of keeping the kitchen clean for these kids and then do you know what the biggest source of stress was in our me and John's relationship when we moved in Mm-hmm. It's because I couldn't keep the kitchen clean. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Probably because your standards yeah. had had to drop. Yes. Previously. Well, and I also lived alone for a while. So I kind of got used to the, like, you know, I don't cook a ton, like, on my own. I will never, like, independently just start cooking something unless clearly I'm taking care of a gaggle of children but like if it's just me eating I do the girl dinner (laughs) (laughs) like that's my life like crackers cheese whatever for dinner so like when I do cook I kind of like forget that that's how you finish cooking a meal you're supposed to go back and like clean everything and like John kind of reached a point when we moved in together and he started challenging me basically to learn to cook a little bit better so, like, we could both share 
the cooking mm-hmm. stuff because even though he likes cooking, who wants to cook every yeah. single meal all the time? That's not fair. That was also a hurdle. You have to we had really to get love over. it. Yeah, which which he enjoys it, but like not after he's worked like fourteen hours on an ambulance all day, right? So like we basically had to have a whole conversation of John saying to me like. You know, like, it's okay if you don't feel like cleaning up dinner right after dinner, but, like, it needs to get done before we go to bed. Mm. Because, like, every once in a while, he'll wake up and the kitchen will be just a disaster. And it's, like, it immediately stresses him out, like, first thing in the morning before he even has a cup of coffee if the kitchen isn't clean. Like, who gives themselves extra time in the morning no like my morning routine is like down to the minute yeah and it's like who wants to have to like move a pot out of the way to like refill the coffee maker or like try to find a clean mug and like you know like and I kind of at first I was like okay yeah baby like I'll get to it and in my head I was like you should just be thankful that I'm even like cooking dinner but you also reach a point where it's like is this the hill I want to die on in this relationship like is this really worth like stressing my partner out like not wanting to wash a single pot, like, grow up. (laughs) The last roommate I had was my sister when I lived in Saskatoon. And, like, we grew up together. So, like, siblings are just different. Yeah. Anyways, but it had been five years since we lived together, lived together, because, Mm. like, when she would come to Edmonton and, like, be staying at my parents' house, like, she just fully regressed to, like, (laughs) letting them do everything. Yeah, that's how it goes. Which we all do. Yeah. Um, But I worked from home, and she is a nurse, so she's a shift worker. So we Mm. had completely different schedules. Yeah. So I was on, like, a pretty solid routine where it was easy for me to get all of, like, the little stuff throughout the day because I could just do stuff as I was walking past right, it. Right, right. Um, I, like, I did have, like, a that was my demanding, like, no <laughs> work-life balance job. Yeah. But I had a solid routine of, like, I would log on to my computer as soon as I woke up and, like, eat my bowl of cereal while looking at emails because if <laughs> oh, I didn't man. get started right away, especially mm-hmm. because my teammates were two hours ahead of me, mm-hmm. like, I was just behind and I was never catching up. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny because, like, there was one day where um, she was, like, oh, yeah, like, you had a meeting, so I just rinsed your bowl and put it in the dishwasher for you because, like, you don't always have time in the moment. And I was, right. like, that's normal. And I'm, like, great, thank you. And she, like, looked at me and I was, like, Yesterday, you left your coffee mug after your night shift, like, all day, Yeah, slept, and then went back to work, and I put that in the dishwasher yeah. for you, like, a day later. So I'm not going to get on my knees and, like, like, kiss your feet right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, I was like, these are not gold star behaviors. We just take turns. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But it was just funny that we even, like, had that conversation. Well, and John says all the time, especially when I get, like all chronic anxiety disordery on him and get really like blow something out of proportion just because like that's my brain being my brain but he'll be like whenever you're feeling anxious or like are overwhelmed by chores or like whatever like let me know like we are a team like he always says like if you're ever feeling like you don't have capacity to like do something as simple as like clean the cat's litter box or like give the dog a bath he's like why don't you just let me know that you don't have room for it right now and Mm -hmm. then I can do it instead of you getting really anxious and stressed out because you feel like you can't do that thing he's just like I I can do it every once in a while like that's Mm -hmm. that's what a partnership is like it's not 50 50 Mm -hmm. all the time sometimes it's 60 40 sometimes it's 80 20 yeah. But, like, if you want to be with the person, like, sometimes you do end up doing more of the work because it's worth it. So Molly and I butted heads about chores when I first moved in. Yeah. And we, like, so we were like, okay, we have to sit down and figure this out. 
what we realized, mm. so we went through the chores, and I was like, well, which ones are making you grumpy? And yes. then I went through which ones were making me grumpy, and it turns out we were both doing our least favorite chores because we were trying to be, like, a good sister. Oh, my so God. So we were martyring ourselves, <laughs> and we were both doing the chores that the other person actually likes doing. Oh, my and, God. And, like, does not care about. So, like, I'm... So I was like, it was easier for me and made more sense for me to do all mm. the day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. So like dishwasher duty, dishes duty. She's better at cooking than I am, but mm-hmm. I was home more. So mm-hmm. I was like, we're just going to have to compromise that like, if you're at work, like I'm cooking and yeah. you just have to, it's going to be simple, but it will be hot food. Right. Okay, wait, tell me you're living with Molly. Like, was that your whole chore list just now? Like all the stuff that fell underneath your, like, what's your responsibilities if you're the roommate? So, like, I'm pretty good at dishes because Mm -hmm. I love a puzzle. So, loading (laughs) the dishwasher and, like, unloading. Mm -hmm. But, like, we didn't have, like, we didn't write out a chore list Mm -hmm. because we also had different schedules. Yeah. So, just, like, naturally things balanced out Mm -hmm. pretty well. Mm -hmm. But then because I was home and things were in front of my face more, like, a lot of the day-to-day stuff was easy for me to pick up. Mm. Whereas, like, she's a nurse. So, she is incredible at deep cleaning. Right. But to the point where, like, we had, like, I think there was a Saturday we were both off. And we were, like, great. We're going to do, like, a full deep clean together. It's going to be great. Whoa. So I'm off, like, vacuum, like, wiping down the counters. <laughs> yeah. And then vacuuming. And mm-hmm. then, like, the dishwasher was running. So then when I was done the other stuff, it was ready to unload. Mm-hmm. So I go check in on her. She has spent an hour and a half scrubbing every fleck of rust rust off our shower curtain and I was like I didn't even know you could get them looking new again oh my god like that's just the type of chore that like I rank (laughs) things by like how much they Mm. impact my Mm day-to-day where she was like every time I get in the shower I stare at this and it disgusts me so I'm finally going to deal with it because we have a big day oh my god we we realized that we had completely different plans where I thought we were just doing all of the regular chores, yeah, like, at the same time in one day together instead of spreading it out. Yeah. And she thought we were doing all the chores that we don't get to as often, like, scrubbing oh. the shower <laughs> and everything. That's so funny. So, like, the house got clean, but we were both, like, so, looking at each other like, what are you this doing? This is really weird. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. We, we oh laughed about it and got ice cream. Oh, my God. Um, well, yeah, I was like, if that had happened with a roommate... Like, we would have both been incredibly angry with each other. Because mm-hmm. she would have been like, no, I was expecting you to, like, scrub the kitchen grout. Yeah, like, something that we'll, yeah. we'll notice. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best strategy John and I have found for, like, because we, we did come out of the roommate phase. Mm-hmm. And, like, one thing we did very early on is we have, like, what what I think of in my head as, like, opening and closing hours. So, like, we don't do chores before 10 a.m like if it's Mm. before 10 a.m no like we are not doing anything it's just about getting the day started going and also having like a moment of peace when we get up too and also after 7 p.m it's like there's no chores happening after this time like the exception is like if you're waiting on a load of like laundry in the wash to like put in the dryer or hang up it's like okay that will get done but unless it's, like, absolutely imperative, we do not do chores outside of that time. And we also don't talk about, like, any household tasks. 
Like, we don't talk about bills. We don't talk about projects we're working on. Like, we don't talk about, like, anything remotely stressful in those times. So we have, like, deliberately carved out, like, these are our opening hours, and we close at this time. After that, we are not running. <laughs> like, I love that. Because something I've been thinking about is, like, I have mm-hmm. a friend that's planning to move in with me in the fall. Yeah. And I realized the other day I was on, like, a cleaning spree, and I was like, my best cleaning hours are, mm-hmm. like, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. Yeah. So, like, after dinner, after I'm done making messes for the day, yeah. is, like, I'll tackle rooms and clean up behind myself. Mm-hmm. So, like, last night I was vacuuming my whole house at 9 p.m. Oh, my God. And I was like, that's not going to work when I have someone who, like, no. needs to go to bed and get up for work. But I think it's because, like, when you live by yourself, you can mm. just do things when you think about them. You're on your own schedule. You don't you don't have to consider anybody else mm-hmm. and what they have on their plate, what they need. Like, you might come with a or have a roommate who, after 8 p.m., it's quiet time. I had that. Yeah. So my second roommate... And I learned a lot from the first experience, Mm -hmm. like still had a lot to work on, like communication skills were still a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. Um, But she um, was a really early morning lifeguard from like, would get up at 4 a.m. So 7.30, she was in bed, 8 p.m. was like quiet hours. Mm. And I was like, okay, that worked great because I had moved back into my parents' house after the last incident um and then was used to going to friends houses to hang out so I was like like great I just won't I don't really need to change my routine but it was also a Monday to Friday routine right so it worked out pretty well like she would get up and it was like two bedrooms one bathroom Mm -hmm. so she would be up ready and out the door before I even woke up yes like my alarm would go off kind of like as she was leaving the house most days Mm -hmm. or not even I wouldn't even hear her leave because I'm a deep (laughs) sleeper too so we never fought over bathroom time yeah she would come home in the afternoon and it'd be nice and quiet she Mm -hmm. could get a nap in and then when she was kind of like recuperated uh if she had plans with friends it was like in that like four or five p.m like early evening time slot so there were a lot of days where like I would be coming home and she would be on her way out again and Mm -hmm. then we'd both have like quiet time yeah and then I would leave to go do stuff with friends as she was coming home to like do her bedtime routine and get Mm -hmm. ready for bed so it worked out great and then I had a bigger bedroom so I had just like a little mini makeup table in there Mm -hmm. so we had it set up so like hair and makeup I did in there instead of the bathroom oh nice so that she could take over the bathroom Mm -hmm. and have that storage because she had a way smaller bedroom right so we had this like great system Mm. Um, our schedules lined up great Um, she had a cat but the cat was very easygoing and was cuddly and you could play fetch with it oh funky Um, I love that and, like, the only thing was, like, the cat would, like, rip up the rug, but the rug was hers anyways. Oh, and cares. we had a central vac, and the novelty uh, just did not wear off for me. Like, I loved plugging the vacuum into the wall. I've never had one of those. John's it, parents have one. so fun. Uh, Especially because, like, if you've seen those videos of, like, usually dads doing their daughter's <laughs> ponytail with the with vacuum. The <laughs> like, it's perfect for that. That's so funny. But we also just weren't in each other's spaces a lot. Yeah. And, like, this went on for, like, a year mm-hmm. and was great. 
And then her schedule changed significantly because she was going back to school. Oh, yeah. Her hours were changing. And then all of a sudden, not only was she, like, have a lot more on her plate, mm. but she also had an irregular schedule. Oh, God. We tried no. so many things. No. Uh, like, we we had a calendar up. Like, we had a... I thought it was Monday to Friday school, but it was four, four days on, four days off school. Oh, So... <laughs> We, like, sorted that out. We got a calendar going just so, like, I knew Mm. so I could keep track. Because I'm what I've learned about myself is, like, I do like a little bit of, like, predictability Mm. in my home routine. Yeah. So then, yeah, just trying to figure that out was good. And we still were, like, ships in the night all the time. But then she also had to build in study time. Mm. And I like reading. Yeah. So... Often I was, like, in my room reading books way more than I was, like, using the living room TV. Yeah. And there was a little, like, nook for her desk and everything. But what we realized was we were both kind of just, like, hiding in our bedrooms when we were both home. Oh, that's not good. And that was a year, like, I was in that, like... I was in the last year of teaching at at the cult. (laughs) At the cult. (laughs) we were both just, like, not thriving. Mm. And we just didn't have capacity to pick up the slack from the other person oh and yeah. we were both feeling like we were letting the other person down oh it's just because, oh get out of there oh well, and a lot of a lot of stuff to be fair was slipping from both of us yeah we were trying to like blitz through it when we could but whereas when stuff like that happens because like mm-hmm. john and i call it like getting into a funk or mm-hmm. like just a floopy day where you're just like i just like i know i i should be doing stuff but mm-hmm. i just can't and it's like that's the time where if it was, like, me and John, that situation, then we would be, like, hey, mm-hmm. we need to, like, talk about how much you can handle. Like, what what do you have on your plate and how much more can you fit? Mm-hmm. And then, like, what can I do? But I feel like it's so much more difficult for some reason when it's a friendship-based, mm-hmm. like, roommate-living situation. I think it's because it's, like, it's really hard to kind of get that emotional intimacy with a friend. And it's almost like living with somebody forces you to have that, but then, like, What's the boundary between, like, talking to them like they're a friend yeah. and a roommate and talking to them like they're yeah. a partner? And so, okay, all the people you've lived with, with the exception of Molly, because, like, you kind of are forced mm-hmm. <laughs> to keep in contact with her. Like, were you able to be friends with anybody after you lived with them? So, like, summer camp people, yes. Yeah. And then this one, we we weren't super close beforehand. Yeah. Which actually worked great for roommates. Um, so... What ended up happening was, like, I was planning to, like, move back into my parents by the end of the summer, Mm. or I was going on, like, a a trip, like, overseas for the entire month of August, and my Mm. plan had been to move out um, and, like, dump my stuff at my parents and then figure out what I was going to do next for work. Right. So what ended up happening was I just shifted up that timeline. Keeping in mind, my parents' house was seven blocks away from where we were renting. Yeah, yeah. So we had the option of hanging out, but it was just one of those things where, like, we had zero quality time at that point. Yeah. Like, we were... I was going to my parents' house a lot to eat because, like, Mm. I didn't have, like, a lot of time to be, like, cooking healthy meals. Yeah. And I was like, it's just best case scenario (sighs) if I move up my timeline, Mm. I'm at my parents two or three nights a week for dinner anyways Mm -hmm. and then she can just have the space to herself Mm -hmm. and we were on separate rental agreements with the landlord yeah so hers I think got adjusted because she moved into the bigger bedroom right but like me moving out 
wasn't going to spike her rent or anything. Oh, nice. So, like, it wasn't really putting nice. her in a bad position, if any. It was just, like, best case scenario mm-hmm. because, like, I had an easy option mm-hmm. that was very doable. And then she got the space. So, like, in that case, like, we definitely didn't hate each other after moving out. Like, yeah. We were a little grumpy. But even in that case, like, if I was packing and she wasn't home, mm. like, I would, like, I wouldn't tape anything up. I'd be like, please double check this because, like, yeah. we didn't make a list and both of us, like, you know when you buy stuff new yeah. together and then you, like, aren't 100% <laughs> sure who paid? Yes. Um, oh, it's worse. Except the hilarious thing was she was convinced that I brought the fancy, like, flipper, like, oh, stove, yeah, like, yeah. pan flipper, and I was convinced that she had it, so she actually swapped those out, so I ended up with the oh. nice, fancy metal one, You're like, and no. she kept the plastic superstar one, and we were both convinced it belonged to the other person. Oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, but dilly-dally, have I told you the ice cube tray story? Yes, but I don't think you've told everyone else. Yeah, so, like, the one petty moment we did have (laughs) is, like, when we had moved in, there had been ice cube trays in the freezer. Yeah. But they were cracked, and they were a mess. So I just went and picked up new ones. Mm -hmm. And I took those with me when I moved out because I paid for them. Yeah. But I actually don't use ice ever. What? Like, I... I put it in, like, if I'm making, like, a fancy drink here or there, but I don't use ice on a day-to-day basis. To the point where, like, the ice cubes evaporate in my freezer sometimes before I get to them. Whoa, wait, what? That happens? I also have a very old freezer, keep in mind. Okay, I'm like, (laughs) Like, it has wood paddling on it. (laughs) That's Um, true. She was like, oh, like, I thought we had ice cubes when we moved in. And I was like, we did. But they were terrible, and they seemed yeah. a little dodgy, yeah. so I got us new ones. And she was like, okay, well, like, I, I just wasn't expecting those to be gone. Yeah. I e-transferred her the amount of ice cube trays, so I think I e-transferred her $3. I'm not proud of this in hindsight, but it was funny at the time. <laughs> and like a $3 e-transfer. she oh wasn't complaining about the cost. She was complaining. Don't take it those. It was one, yeah. one more thing on her plate to then go, like, have to go. Yeah. Like, you have to do the effort of going to get it. And, and also, if you home. don't use ice cube trays, it's like, absolutely, yeah. give her the ice cube trays. It, I will say it was definitely petty for e-transfer $3. Yeah, like, that, we could have just wrapped it up by me being, like, I paid for these. Like, yeah. I sent her a picture, and I was like, they're a stackable set. Like, yeah. they definitely came together. Yeah. I move into my new house, and I'm... Uh, like, I ran a bunch of stuff through the dishwasher because it, like, it had been in storage because I didn't unpack everything when I lived with Molly. We just yeah. used her stuff. Yeah, yeah, And I go to put the ice, fill the ice cube trays and put them in the freezer. <laughs> I have four of the same one. So I <gasps> called my mom panicking because I was like, Mom, I think I took two sets of ice tr- cube trays. And so, like, that roommate was actually right. And she oh died God. laughing on the other end of the phone. Because oh, my she was, God. She was standing next to me when I did the e-transfer and everything. Oh, my she God. She died laughing. And she's like, no, your house came with those. Those were already in the freezer. Oh, my God. That's so But I so had this funny. moment of, like, panic and guilt. It's and like, I was am like, am I the bad guy? I feel like I was. Neither of us were, like, like you know the am mm. I the asshole threads on yeah. Reddit? Like, neither of us was an asshole in this situation. Yeah. It was just very immature of me. See, in my, like, roommate situation, I just, I, I know I was, like, probably being a little much. 
to like live with. But I also was like, listen, I don't want to be like living in filth all summer. Yeah. Like I just don't. I think that's where boundaries come in. Yeah. Because if there's a huge discrepancy, mm-hmm. like if people are willing to take baby steps to like get to a tolerable level, that's one thing where you can be patient and kind of like wait them out and be supportive. Well, like, But sometimes the gap is just like it's a canyon that you cannot yeah, like Bridge. like hindsight, I just I'm just like I just shouldn't have tried so hard to like make it work. I should have also not had the expectation that like I'm gonna be somebody's big sister and this will be fun. I should have just like I knew from day one I was not gonna be friends with this one girl and I should have just let it lie. But I kept forget. Yeah, I kept trying. And actually, you know what's so funny? So when I was working my cosmetic dentistry job, this was like years later. Mm-hmm who fucking walks in but my terrible ex-roommate and like it was as a co-worker or a client no as a client so it was a really weird setup where it was like we didn't have a receptionist receptionist or like secretary anything it was just whoever wasn't in an appointment at that time would sit at the desk and of course they're like five minutes I'm sitting at the front desk she walks in and it was just like so awkward and Mm -hmm. I was kind of like okay well maybe this will be like good we can like make small talk like have you gone back to the mountains like have you gone anywhere and like she literally tried to pretend she didn't know me and I was just like dude you made it 10 times more awkward now like what are you doing but you know I think like I think in that case it was a lost cause because she was very clear she didn't want to have any sort of emotional intimacy with Mm -hmm. me and like if you're going to exit the awkward terrible roommate phase you have to put yourself in situations whether it's with your partner with your friend with the like a random roommate who you're just happened to be paired up with to live in Mm -hmm. but you both have to like want to be in that space of being connected with each other for people who are you know maybe looking at their lives right now living with someone and they're like shit how do I get out of the roommate phase how do I get my friend back how do I get my partner back like the best advice I have is like being intentional about creating space where you guys don't have the living together dynamic Mm -hmm. like they always say like when you move in with somebody it's so easy to get stuck in the cycle of like sitting on the couch and watching tv together and that's your date or your hangout time that night or like when you guys are home you're friends but you both are like going out and living completely separate lives with like different friend groups or like going to Mm -hmm. different things so like one of the things that john and i started doing really early on in our relationship is even during the pandemic we were like we need to date each other still and like we would take turns every like I think Saturday or Sunday night I can't remember but we would each like cook each other a whole nice dinner and we did this thing where like the person who wasn't cooking was like in our bedroom and like getting ready for the date we would both like dress up really nice like I would put on makeup and we would also the person who wasn't cooking when it was dinner time they would go outside and like ring the doorbell like they were just coming over for dinner and it gave us this really weird like playing house thing that we Mm -hmm. like had um back when we first started dating like I was talking about earlier and like even now like we don't do that as much anymore because obviously the pandemic is like kind of fizzled out right now so we actually can go out on dates but Mm -hmm. one of the things we're doing right now uh you know me very type a I already have our wedding entirely planned 
I am like... You're not engaged yet. <laughs> we're not engaged yet, but I'm ready. I'm like ready for it at any point. But we keep like the one thing we haven't decided on yet is what song is going to be our first dance song. And every like mm-hmm. every once in a while, one of us would be like, okay, I have a pitch and like pitch a song. And the other person will be like, no, like that's not it. We're going to know it when we hear it. So we have like this whole like collection of songs that we know we never, we're never going to dance to like at our wedding, but we're both still like shit be really nice to like dance to those at least once so we like I think we did it this on Saturday Saturday this week we like turned off all the lights we like lit a bunch of candles in our kitchen we like had a bluetooth speaker and we just played like we're working through like a playlist of like 200 songs at this point we play like three songs at a time and just dance to them for like 15 minutes and immediately I'm like oh my god I remember how we fell in love like John used to take me out dancing all the time that was when I was first like well I'm dating a man not a boy <laughs> like this is crazy and it just like being so intentional about that kind of quality time it takes me so far away from the like okay when was the last time the dog went out like we gotta take the dog for a walk or like when are you going to cut down this one tree that's growing in that weird spot we need to fix the cracks on the driveway like it just all that stuff goes away and it's like we're just like a guy and a girl again <laughs> it's awesome I think that's a great place to I think draw so the line. too I think I was gonna say like what are your top three pieces of advice but mm-hmm. all of the anecdotes we shared were just like <laughs> just get your communication figured out and communicate about how to communicate Mm -hmm. so like bring up that you want to have a conversation Mm -hmm. but like let the other person have a say in when you have it because Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to be like yes I will have this talk with you but like I need an hour to just like decompress from my day well I was gonna say for me it's the it's more so the like it's always weird when you're learning how to move in with someone. It doesn't mean you made a mistake or, you know, you moved in and now your relationship is over. Like your relationship is just changing. And it's always awkward the first few steps into a big change. But like if you're really intentional about, you know, keeping the fire there and keeping the connection there and, you know, continuing to build on a strong foundation, like just just stick with it. It's going to be good. Just like don't let all the weird adulty stuff cloud your vision sometimes let yourself have like little jokes so Mm -hmm. I have a friend who she and her husband have been married like I think almost 10 years actually Jesus they're getting close Mm -hmm. and if she's like mildly annoyed at him she Mm -hmm. calls him her weird roommate (laughs) because she separates the romantic aspects from like the like actually living together and it's I think it's hilarious he hates it because he's like I'm so much more than that to you which She's like, no, in this moment, you're my weird you're roommate, my weird so roommate. I'm just annoyed instead of mad. I think that's a good way to do it even with friends is it's mm-hmm. like I really like I'd, I would never move in with a really good friend no. simply because like there were so many times my friend Emily and I growing up, we were like one day we'll live together. And now I'm like, thank God we that never worked out and we were never like ready to move at the same time Yeah, because like we would not be friends. I'm confident of it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. I have a friend moving in this fall, but she and I have never lived in the same city, which means we've Mm. only traveled together. We've never gotten to, well, we've never gotten to hang out on a casual basis. Like we could never like text each other and like do like a casual movie night. Or like go run errands or something together. It was always like an event. And traveling, like, we've traveled internationally, we've done road trips, Mm -hmm. we did a road trip where we were stranded because of the flooding (laughs) in BC, and we made it through all those, and I was like, so, like, that is, like, the 
one of very few friends where I'm like, we've been through enough uh, stressors together. Yes. That we'll be okay. Really quick, I just remembered we're supposed to do this. Rosebud Thorn this week before we draw the line. Ooh. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. My rose is that John and I figured out a way to play D&D with AI, so we don't need a dungeon master. And it's been so much fun. We've been, like, sitting around. Like, literally, we play a game, like, huddle together looking at his laptop. Then we separate and play, like, our own little games. It's so much fun. Um, But I'm really enjoying that right now. Uh, My bud is I'm really pushing myself to open our Etsy shop this week because Mm -hmm. we have a ton of really cute like Taylor Swift merch but it's not super appropriate to sell it exclusively on our website so it's coming to Etsy Mm -hmm. and my thorn is I made the mistake of wearing a bodysuit right now and I've been (laughs) so uncomfortable this whole recording session (laughs) go (laughs) Rose uh, so yesterday I got to take I went with my friend to take her baby swimming for the first time oh, which my was God. really special for me because I used to teach swimming lessons yeah so it's something where like I was super comfortable mm-hmm. she, obviously it's her baby so she's she's freaking she's out. stressed yeah <laughs> I made her dunk him fully and he didn't cry yeah and like he had the best time he was super happy oh and my god it was just lots of fun so like, that was just delightful. I love that. I think Bud is, like, I'm still working on, like, at work, letting go of customers and transitioning to them, the new person. But we made good progress this week, and That's it's good. only Tuesday. Amazing. And I gave myself, like, a goal to hit by mm-hmm. the end of July. Yeah. So by, yeah, by the end of July, I want to have, like, 10 customers realistically introduced. I have two. Woo! That's a start. Yeah. That's a start. So we're, like, 20% in. You um, can do it. And then... Thorn is like we had some sad news about the family cabin yeah. um, that had like a little incident. So I still have to wait for details. I probably won't even share them on the podcast because it's not my story to figure out. Well, if it comes but, up emotionally, you can talk about it. I yeah. think we are all here for you. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, no one is like extremely hurt or injured. So mm. for now, it's fine. And I just have to let it play out. TBD, baby. TBD. Yeah. All right, let's draw the line there. Do you want to say anything? No, we're out of time. <laughs> Bad at Boundaries is a podcast created by Lisa Hennig and Kelly McGillis. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Bad at Boundaries. Thanks for listening. <laughs>